Hello everyone, and welcome to already the seventh episode of the Monaco Moments podcast. In this podcast, I talk to the most interesting people I can possibly find to hopefully bring you an interesting listening experience. Now, today I think I have quite that thing for you. I'm talking to none other than James Arrigo. So who's James, you're asking? Well, he's first of all a social entrepreneur and motivational entertainer, and Basically, what he does is two things. He uses original music to entertain, and he uses his personal stories to inspire. So just a little bit of background on the story. When he was in high school, he had a a severe brain injury. And while he was recovering, he basically found out how he could use music to help others. And the person he was helping especially was, at that time, his mother battling with terminal cancer. So his life is really just a testament to the power of overcoming adversity, never giving up, living purposefully through the service of others and what we're talking about today as well is some of the programs that he has you know he goes to hospitals he um, has this kit where he plays music with the children has them make their own music videos and he's done a bunch of other things which we get into during the conversation as well and uh, he worked with top companies including children's cancer research fund google fast cap uh, Tunetastic, Foundation Medicine, and just many more. So I really hope you guys are going to find this conversation as inspiring as I did. Uh, it really made me think for myself again about the good things I want to do uh, in this life, and I hope it will bring you a little bit of the same thing. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with James Arrigo. Welcome everyone to the seventh episode of the Monocle Moments podcast and today my guest is James. James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great being here. I'm so glad you're here. So I always like starting by asking my guests to tell a little bit about themselves. Sure. So uh, yeah, my name is James Arrigo. Uh, I'm the founder of an organization called Lab in the Battle uh, and basically it's a social entrepreneurship um, kind of endeavor that focuses on bringing, you know, people's imaginations to life. And in particular, uh, uh, pediatric um, oncology patients, which is kids and teens uh, in the cancer, cancer, uh, cancer realm. So uh, my goal is to help bring their ideas and imaginations to real life while they're in the hospital or going through some really difficult um, situations. So that's why, you know, we use like virtual background, you know, it's more, we make, we help kids make, you know, epic music videos and cartoons and yeah. And, and we just help bring their, bring their ideas to real life, um, using video and technology to, uh, kind of make something cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm glad you, you gave that as an introduction because that, that makes it easier for me. Um, but could you maybe start by telling us a little bit about how you got started or where did, where did the spark come you know sure um so uh i guess where it all started with so my mom she had um terminal cancer so all growing up um i i had been with her and been her caretaker uh through all that kind of tough situation so i saw you know this person Mm -hmm. that you know really really close with go through these awful treatments um and as all that was happening as like a as a as a young person you know you didn't really know how you could help. Um, but you know, after she had passed away, I realized that I, uh, you know, I was kicking myself saying, I wish I had more videos of her. I wish I had more audio recording so I could hear her voice again. And 
And unfortunately, cancer, I think, finds its way through a lot of people's life, uh, especially nowadays. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just something that, you know, you always kind of think about, you know, that legacy preservation, but so often or not, we don't really find the time to capture those moments. What do we enjoy doing and how can I make this fun for other people, especially um, kids and teenagers? Because when it'd be one thing when you go and see, you know, an adult going through these treatments, um, but it's a whole nother thing when you see teenagers or kids that are just getting started going through this stuff that um, it would make, you know, it's, it's pretty terrifying stuff, to be honest. And there's not that much awareness about it um, or funding um, for, for pediatric mm. cancer. So I started to kind of just brainstorm thinking about how can I bring some type of joy and light uh, to that situation. But above all, you want to figure out how can I preserve a legacy, preserve a voice. Um, yeah. And so that's what I did. So I started off, you know, just figuring out how to, I never did animation or music recording or anything like that. Um, but I thought that, you know, uh, I like to doodle a little bit, right. I like to draw. Mm -hmm. And so I started combining the technology that I had access to, you know, an iPad and, um, yeah, and just created something uh, just hoping that it would work and it totally worked. And the, the kids yeah. were having a blast, you know, making their own music videos, helping them write these silly songs. Um, and then, yeah, and their families loved it. Um, and it just, it just really took off from there. And we just realized, you know, I was telling my wife, I was like, we have to bring this to kids all over the country. Um, yeah. because this needs to continue to happen. So, and that's what we did and it's grown and grown and we've met some incredible people along the way. And yeah, so just very, very thankful. I mean, your story is so inspiring. I, I, I love it. It's, 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 I love just hearing it. Um, I just want to jump back for a second. How old were you when your mom uh, passed away? Uh, I was, so that was in 2012. Uh, so I was 22. Mm -hmm. um, and wow. so, uh, you know, and I'd been with her through, through all that stuff. And she, she was told she wasn't going to make it, uh, you know, while I was in high school and middle school. And, you know, and then when I was going to be going off to college, um, you know, uh, for my first year of college, she ended up getting diagnosed with another rare heart disease, um, from the cancer. And from that, um, the doctors gave her a really bad timeline of, uh, yeah. and so I didn't want to go to school. I'd rather, you know, stay and take care of her and bring that joy mm -hmm. you know, there, but she didn't want to hold me back. She wanted to push me to be more and to use my life to help people. And, um, and so that's what I did. So when I went to school, I, I really just took off running, creating this whole organization because I wanted to make her proud in a sense. And, you know, bring that joy to, to others. So, um, it kind of left you at this moment though, of like this mantra of like, you know, when you get dropped off at, at university and, and you, you don't know anybody, you don't, you know, you're just starting off fresh. You don't know what you really want to do. And then, you know, you're left at this moment of like, you know, what are you prepared to do and how yeah. far are you willing to go? And I think that that really stuck out. So, yeah, so that was, that was kind of the, that, that was the goal. And, and then, and it worked. Um, and my mom got to mm. be a part of seeing a lot of cool things happen. And she was instrumental. You know, we helped grant uh, some wishes for Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is organization for kids uh, who are, um, you know, facing some pretty tough situations and they have one wish, yeah. right? And so um, that kind of got us started of seeing how you could bring joy um, and use your time wisely, right? Use it dedicated to helping people. Um, yeah. So yeah, sorry for the rant. I don't, I don't know how much. To, to, yeah, to no, I mean, I, 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 the reason I'm asking is because uh, I know some people who have lost their parents at a young age and, uh, and I, you know, I'm just really curious, like how you went through that, like 
what you know kind of like a timeline of how you how you dealt with that because that must have been incredibly hard yeah it was um yeah definitely definitely hurt a lot and and a lot of people face grief and and are going through that and you know for me you know, I, I didn't want to keep going to school and everything. So it was, uh, it was a very difficult time, you know, away from my family and all this stuff. I didn't want to quit or anything. Um, but yeah, after, after she had passed, just really started focusing on, uh, you know, I went through that grief and, and was, was feeling it crying every night. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, yeah. you, you know, how can you take this thing that's causing you the most pain and turn it into something that could, you know, be a passion and use that passion yeah. to help people. Um, Mm. and that was the, that was the switch. And, you know, for me, music has always been that kind of release and it's been able to kind of escape some of those, uh, those feelings and just kind of let some emotions out. And so that's where the music kind of really came in as this, uh, wonderful, um, kind of catalyst to do some, some, something special. Yeah. I think, I think in a sense, it's really bad that I'm asking you, in a way about grief, because I think one of the things you're doing is bringing that joy, not bringing kind of like that sadness around. But of course it has a, it seems to have a base in, in, in the grief that you do it, I would say. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, but I think keeping that focus on something greater than yourself as you're going through it, like, I mean, definitely go through it, feel it. Um, but then, then find ways to, to live it. And one of the, one of the things that was most helpful, um, to kind of put it into, into, into action was I, I created this idea of the list and the list were kind of these yes, random, the list. <laughs> yeah, these, these, uh, random, you know, goals and dreams that my mom and I always used to talk about and daydream about. Um, and, uh, you know, something as simple as like filming a music video in Montana, we always talked about getting that fresh mountain air cause we lived in the city. So, you know, and then we realized that as time went on after she had passed, we never even started, to take any action towards those things. Cause you get caught up in life and you don't find time to yeah. do that. So even something as simple as making a garden, right. She always wanted to have a garden, but she was usually too sick to go outside and, uh, yeah. and, you know, do some of that stuff. So, um, by creating that list and actually writing it down, um, I want to just find ways to just start crossing those items off the list. And each item had to be used to help someone else. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, the very first one was to get to Montana and, and film a music video. It was something we always talked about doing is a random thing. But uh, so I got my best friend and I, we got a Toyota Prius uh, to save money on gas. And, you know, we didn't really have much funds or anything. This is when we were first getting started. And uh, mm-hmm. we just made a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, and hit the road for, um, you know, over 30 days and serving people while we were on that road and on the journey. And yeah, and that, that list has continued to evolve and grow and it's led to exactly what I do today at hospitals all over the country and, you know, working with some incredible, incredible folks. So it all stemmed from those list items and accomplishing them. Yeah. Just where, where do you keep the list? Is it like a secret document on your laptop or do you have it written out or is it in your head? Yeah, I wish I I, read, I wrote it out, and then as time went on, I lost it because it didn't matter anymore. Like as as the okay. grief was starting to get lifted from the heart, I don't know. It just took this different weight off. It gave you some like an action to put your goals towards. It made you like create these meaningful goals, and you know they're they're in my brain, and I have it all. You know the the things that we used to talk about, and 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 I continue to cross them off, right? And um but they just keep evolving. They just give you that first little starting point of like a little clue yeah. of like, try this with your life and then see yeah. what happens from there. And I think that's the beautiful thing about life is that there's so many 
opportunities. Like when you're alive and you're breathing, like this is, you, you've got everything you need right now because so many people don't have that. So it's just finding, you know, how can you use your time wisely? Um, and I think when you're using it serving, I think everything makes sense. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, so now- it's, it seems to me like the people that are happiest around me are always the people who just give a lot. Um, I've talked a little bit about this in some of the other podcasts I did, but like the people that give their time for greater causes that are bigger than themselves, like they, they just seem to have the most fun in life while they spend probably the least time thinking about themselves. So it's like, right. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just pretty awesome. It makes life easier, right? I mean, it takes it off of you. I mean, it just, it makes life a lot simpler when you can, I mean, there's no better feeling than when you can bring a little bit of joy to someone else. Um, I mean, you, you've probably yeah. felt the feeling of when someone else cares for you. It's like, you it's like, Oh man, my day has just been made. Right. And, and you don't forget those moments. And yeah. So is actually a specific moment that, that you remember where someone really cared for you? Yeah. I mean, there's so, so many, I mean, my wife in general, you know what I mean? I feel like she's the one that, that sparks it. Um, of just being so selfless and, and supporting all these crazy ideas and being, you know, when we first got married, um, that's when I, I was like, I just started this program. We were just brainstorming, figuring it out. And, you know, we were just figuring everything out and, I, and, and it was happening. And I was running it at one of these hospitals. Uh, I was running with the program and, it was having such an impact. I was like, you know, we got to bring this to kids all over the country. And I was talking to the the staff at the hospital that I was working for. And they were like, you know, it's a great idea. It's not being done. This is incredible. Um, but it's going to take you at least, you know, five to 20 years to get this accomplished because you don't have funny, you know, this, you know, that. The more I'm like, like, shh, like you don't understand. Like, this is a bigger goal than, than myself. This has to happen. There's some kid in Washington state, you know, which is the opposite side of the country where we're at that needs preserved. And we just need to make it happen. So as soon as we were done talking, I went home to my wife and was like, Kristen, we got to bring this to kids all over the country. And she was like, okay. You know, so, so having someone fully support these crazy ideas that you don't know if we're going to work. But I was going through the, the, the grief that I was like, Hey, I need to get to Montana. Can you help me? And then next thing you know, we got a Toyota Prius and he just says, yes. Okay. And like, Mm -hmm. and then that, that was this huge healing moment for me of, uh, you know, having people believe in you. I mean, even Paul Akers, I mean, how, how much he's helped us. And he, he just, he's just been such a mentor and just a gift that it's just, you know, when you, you feel that care for people. And then even like this newest project, like all these people that we've been able to meet from this, it's just, it's so cool. And, and I think it makes people better um, on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about the new project. Sure. So uh, yeah, my wife and I, uh, we, we bought a home. Uh, here in Maine, it's this beautiful, beautiful place by the water. Maine has been such a, a staple for, for us. It's like the, the most, you know, we've traveled all over the U.S. We've worked at hospitals all over the country. We've, we've been to almost all the states and nothing compares to Maine. After all the places we've been to, th- this place, uh, it's still our happy place. So we decided to, uh, there was a doctor's office. It was a pediatrician's office and he was retiring and we just happened to find it. And uh, wow. we got a great deal on it because it is a doctor's office, right? It, it has the fluorescent lights. It has the waiting room. Um, but it, it was a home originally. Um, so we just back to that. And so what we're going to do. Oh, I just lost water. you there for a second. Oh, sorry. So you uh, left off at, so what we're going to do? Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so what, what we're planning to do uh, is in the summer months, we want to use it as a, uh, 
as kind of an escape, a free gift for some of these families that we've, we've met and become friends with. Like, you know, the, the rental properties up here are astronomical, what you pay to, to be by the water. So we just want to give it for free. We want it, anyone who's going through cancer or has maybe lost a child or, you know, has been through this situation. We want to have, let this house be free. Just enjoy it. You know, there's surf lessons down the street. We, we have fresh lobsters uh-huh. delivered. You know, there's, there's just all these experiences that we can give um, that people want to get. You know, there's pottery right down the street. There's a, a local pottery person that can help with, with kits. And, you know, that's just the bigger dream for it is just how can we use, we don't just want a house. You know, we don't just want to buy a house. We want to use a house to, to help people. And um, mm. so that's what we're going to do. We just have to get it yeah. to, to livable condition. You know, right now it's still dark. Yeah. So we're, we're plugging right along here. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you want to do a little plug on how people could uh, support you there, that's okay. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just, uh, I mean, yeah, we're, we're just accepting anything. Uh, if you want to give like Amazon gift cards or, or if they have services that they can provide, um, you know, we're, we're always open. My email is lad battle at gmail.com. Send a message, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put that in the show notes as well so that anyone interested can, uh, can uh, reach out to you. Awesome. Yeah. Again, anything's appreciated. So we're just, we're just plugging along, but we have some big, big goals for it. And, uh, and I, and I'm not a talker, which is the fun when I, when I speak, you're not a talker. Like when I, when I, when I, when I talk about something that I plan to do, I do it. I don't just talk just to talk. It's right. Yeah. yeah. It's I, I mean what I say. And, um, so yeah, because <laughs> okay, because I for a second I thought you were gonna say that you're not like good at the talking thing, and I've watched your YouTube videos, and I'm like, this guy's good at talking. Like I was watching some of the reviews of uh, the motivational speeches you've done, and people said things like, "Oh, best motivational speech ever," and may- maybe you can speak to that. What what do you do to people that they come back from one of your motivational speeches and they're like, "This is the best thing ever." Yeah. Well, so that's, that's what I, that's what I do. So I, I would go to, um, I wanted to find ways to empower the youth, whether that's the kids in the, in the hospital or the school system. And again, because this virus stuff, things have changed. Um, we get to adapt, you know, and be innovative in this, in this space now, but yeah, I would travel all over the country getting brought in as a, uh, one of the top youth speakers and, um, you know, use music and videos and stories to reach, um, high school students, middle school students, and just try to encourage them to find ways to use their life to do good. Um, okay. And how, how do you do that? How do you get them to think about that? I, I lead by example is my best thought. You know what I mean? Um, I just try to show, I just try to live that way. And then from that, if you can emulate something along those lines, like see that it's doable, you can make a living out of it. You can, you can live your life serving others, but thinking creatively about these problems and, and everyone has a gift and everyone has some type of light. And I, you just have to try to find ways to hone in your craft and figure out what you enjoy to do and then, mm. and then pursue that. Um, like I said, I never did animation. I never did music recording, never edited videos before, but I saw that there was a need. And, um, and then when you see the need, you take action on the need. And then from that, you can create a whole you know, new market and a new niche. And so that's what I just try to show as options for, for the youth and, you know, whatever job you're working at, you can always, you know, be a good person. And that's what we're trying to teach people as much as possible. Um, nothing crazy. It's just, 
be good to each other. There's so much stuff, especially in the U.S. school systems where the amount of bullying and suicide and mental health stuff mm. that's going on, it's, it's, it's yeah. rough. So, so my goal was to, you know, bring that laughter, bring the joy, you know, make, show them how to make music. How, you know, we bring people up on stage. We, it's just a, it's a blast and, and it works. You, right. you, you have an hour to work with, you know, you have a whole auditorium of like a thousand students that don't want to be there. Right. And they're trying to show you what's possible. What's one Avenue. And, and it works. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And so from that, we, we've seen some really special things happen from, from, from people. So that's something, it's something I'm curious about. Could you maybe give an example of something where you've gotten some feedback later of someone that's done something great or. Yeah. One of the coolest things, uh, was I, I spoke at, at a school in rural Michigan, just a tiny, tiny school in the middle of nowhere. There was, you know, it's a super, super small town. Um, and they never thought about like big picture stuff they're just always focused on their small town their small community at their school life and after the talk um this girl and her friend were so inspired that they ended up creating this um whole new initiative because they wanted to help the make-a-wish foundation and they didn't even know half of the, the that make-a-wish foundation was in there was in michigan you know they in their tiny town but wow. uh they ended up raising like over like thirteen thousand dollars in in a couple wow. of weeks. Yeah, these two girls, they got all their friends together in their school and they this tiny rural community ended up bonding together all to to help this one little girl um, who, who her wish was to go to like, um, I think it was like Disney Hawaii or something or uh, Disneyland and, and they had limo service and all this stuff. She got hooked up wow. with the nines and, and something like that. Like to me, that's where the most value and success. That, that may actually be a perfect segue to uh, to something related, I think. So... You have the, um, the sessions with the kids in the hospital where you make the videos and uh, you have them basically make their own songs about whatever they like. And there's some there's some crazy fun ones like what like there's the bacon song, shark songs, like uh, even poop songs. I'm not yeah. sure I'm allowed to say that here, but all of them. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> all of them. And uh, but now I saw also quite some videos where you combine that with making a music video with a high school. Maybe yeah. you can. Oh yeah. Share that so, a little bit. Yeah. So those are some of my most favorite memories. Uh, uh, it's a new, new program that we started um, called the bridging rooms project. And basically our goal was to bridge the rooms between the hospital and the classroom, because often some of these kids in the hospital, they're, they're stuck in the hospital. They can't go to school because they're too immunocompromised. Um, and so we, you know, when I was working with some of the patients, I started seeing that there was that need, right? You, you were looking at, you know, how Paul always says how you, you live your life with your eyes wide open. Like, especially when you go to Japan, you're always trying to learn and your, your eyes yeah, wide yeah. open. Uh, and that kind of stuck. And so I applied it to my life of how can I see opportunities to help people? Felt, you know, distant from the school. You, he was missing out on all of his friends and all these, it felt kind of alone. So um, I had access to all these schools that I've spoken to. So from that, we created this whole program where we combine those rooms. We take the patient's cartoon music video about, you know, Batman or uh, giant, you know, SpongeBob that, you know, yeah. eats a cake, you know, some crazy things. And, and then from that, we bring their, we bring their ideas to real life. So we have the school, the, the, the choir learns the song and they, they make harmonies for, for the song, we have the theater group creates the all the props, um, and yeah. we we literally use their school as the filming location. And I have like an hour and a half to two hours to film a huge epic production music video. Doing that little time, 
wow. sprinting around and, and oh, everyone wow. gets into it. The students are having a blast. They, you know, and that's, that's the coolest part is too seeing like people who like, especially the youth who's kind of standoffish, you know, like, oh, I don't, I don't know about yeah. this. Like then as soon as you give them like a costume and a prop and stuff, all of a sudden they're jumping into it. They're a giant Ninja turtle, you know, saving the world. Yeah. With, stuff so mario kart driving uh yeah you got it you got it yeah so yeah, uh, that those are some of the, the the best memories and um and it was cool we even had a, a patient was well enough that he got to actually come to the school uh he wanted to make his song about uh the ninja turtles and saving the world yeah and, uh, so from that you know he was well enough to come to the school and so we had this huge production the whole school involved uh we had ninja turtle costumes that they made and all this stuff and uh we even got our hands on a lamborghini that the patient this little boy got to show up to this school that he's never been to this whole high school out there cheering for him in a lamborghini this beautiful car yeah. you know he looks like a superhero himself and he and he runs up he has this whole epic fight scene and all this going he's the hero gets to throw a big pizza in the face of a bad guy and uh it was just so cool. And he runs up to his mom, jumps in his arms, and is like, this is the best day I've ever had. You know, like, so stuff yeah. like that is exactly what, um, why we why we do what we're doing, put so much effort into this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. I actually think that, especially the turtle one, is, is, is so fun to watch as well. Like, it's just, uh, it makes your heart melt, if, if that means anything. Um, so I was thinking let's say that there were no kids in the world that were suffering, so to say, and all high school kids were, you know, they, they, they had none of the problems they have. What would James be doing? Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd be very happy to be out of a job personally. <laughs> like I would be, yeah, I would, yeah, if I would, yeah, I would love that, but because that's not the case, oh, but if it was the case, let's see, what would I be doing? I don't know. You know, something along the creative lines, I'm, I'm not sure. It's hard to, hard to think. I, I don't know. I would love to learn more skills like carpentry and all that stuff. So maybe I would try to dive into that or, or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Cause because of all this stuff, that's what forced me to want to learn how to do videography and how to edit and how to music record and do animation. And, you know, a lot of the animations that we're creating with the kids are, are very simple, but the coolest part is we're teaching them while we're in the hospital how to do it. So they're the ones drawing the yeah. cartoons. They're editing it. They're making the stuff. So we're giving control to them in a situation that has that they have no control over. So it kind of gives that mastery. Yeah. And now, you know, with the virus stuff, we have to totally change our model because, um, mm. you know, we can't go into the hospitals anymore. So from that, you know, for me, I, I like that kind of challenge um, because the need is still there. There are still kids on hospice. There are still... Yep, just all yep. situations happening. And um, so we ended up creating a whole new program uh, that runs completely through virtual reality. I don't know if you've seen the, uh, these are oh, things awesome. the, the ocular. Oh, I can't see it. But there are these yeah. uh, headsets where I can meet them in virtual reality. So I send them the, the device, it's all sanitized and everything. So we built a, uh, a whole another world in, uh, in virtual reality. So the patients get to, we get to meet up. Um, they, they can choose their avatar they create their own thing and and uh it's it's had a huge impact so we just started yeah. this and now it's been uh that's been a, a huge home run hit with a lot of the, the the teens that we've been working with so it's super cool well i mean actually i was going to mention this because i was at a uh, a network event a while back 
and it was a guy who got to speak and he's in the Netherlands going to hospitals with uh, ocular rifts and he's like yeah. he's a, a virtual reality programmer and he's been like I don't know if you're you I don't know if you're working with him but like <laughs> probably not, no, not anyways I, I was thinking about that it would be a good solution for his time but you already have the solution so totally yeah, <laughs> yeah. well it just shows you there's so much technology out there and like you know we could do a zoom call and stuff that would definitely be easier but you want to yeah. bring that wow factor you know they're already doing zoom all the time for schoolwork and all that stuff yeah. so by them they, getting they this, don't like it, I think. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and so now this this is this cool thing because the Oculus uh, Quest devices they're sold out like all over the place. You can't even get your hands on them. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that they get this top of the line gear and we get to run through all these things and bring it to them at their home or uh, you know wherever they are, it gets to come. And that's all sponsored by um, Children's Cancer Research Fund. Um, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I did want to talk a little bit about the funding you're getting because what I hope is a lot of people listening are going to be, you know, like inspired by what you do and maybe get some own little ideas to improve the world themselves. Um, but you're, you do it full time pretty much. Mm -hmm. Right. And yep. you have to do that for funding. So mm -hmm. how did you go about finding funding in general? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, because that's the thing, like helping people is all well and good. But if you can't survive and provide for, you know, we have a, I have a family now too. So if, if you're not going to mm -hmm. be able to do that, then you can't be successful um, and like help your, your family thrive and to help other people, you need to help, you know, you make sure you're good too. So um, yeah. that's the cool thing is that seeing that that's doable is what I'm trying to say is like, if you have an idea and you can flush it out, there are so many organizations and and people that are reachable now, right? I mean, there are so many yeah. people that are reachable that if you have a good idea and a good heart uh, and genuinely want to do it for, you know, reasons other than money, um, yeah. then I think that that can shine through. And that, that's personally, that's where we've found so, so much success. Because when I first started this, I didn't do it for money. I did it completely for free, honing in the craft, finding what works, what doesn't work and, and figuring that out. And then, our, our first sponsor was was a team at Google, so it oh, just really? shows you what's what's possible. And that you know, we we started out with with squat, and then um, you know, I just focused on doing the work, and I thought that that was the most important part. Once people started seeing the work uh, and seeing yeah. that it, it that it was meaningful and that it totally works, then uh, yeah, teamed up with Google uh, Foundation of Medicine. Uh, Children's Cancer Research Fund. Uh, we worked with Beats by Dre. Both like we worked with some really cool wow. companies um, and FastCap. Like they've made this whole thing possible too. So it's like uh, people want to get involved when they see that it that it's for a genuine reason. I think that that's where it has to stem yeah. from. It has to stem from the heart um, because yeah. if it doesn't, then it won't. It doesn't. It's not the same, and it doesn't. It doesn't work. I feel like. Yeah. So how long from when you started till, you know, the Google first funding, how, how, how much time was in between that? Yeah. Uh, that was, so that was back in, but um, I started running the program. I had the idea and then it's probably like less than six months for sure. Um, oh, like yeah. it was like the first, the, like it took like a month to, to really create the idea uh, and then I started getting in the hospitals after I flushed out all the technology. And then once I started in the hospitals uh, and running that for a few uh, uh, for a few weeks, um, 
then from that, I wanted to end up doing a, a U.S. hospital tour because I was like, we need yeah. to reach more people than just the people in Massachusetts. And uh, so I booked a whole U.S. hospital tour after I, I saw the proof of concept of how much it works um, mm. and honed in, you know, the technology more. And then from that, we were going to we were planning this whole hospital tour without any sponsors. So we were doing this completely on, uh, you know, my wife and I just got married and we were planning to. To, to, to make this happen. We didn't have any, any leads for anything. Yeah. And then we, we bought a little mini Cooper, uh, cause we wanted to bring some type of wow factor. And so we figured, you yeah. know, by, by having a tiny, super tiny car and going all over the country and wrap it in like cartoons and stuff, it would kind of bring some type of wow factor. And so as soon as we bought that, um, it was like that moment of like, okay, here, here we go. You know, we're going to do it, but we didn't even still have any sponsoring. But as soon it was the day of, after I sent the payment for this uh, car, all of a sudden we got an email from, from some leads at Google and they say, you're good to go is the subject. And uh, in, in the email and we're like, ah, and, and you know, we're <laughs> celebrating and freaking out because we never done anything like that. We just kept just drilling away, doing the work. And, and then, uh, we did such a good job at advertising what we were doing and documenting yeah. that, that that served as your resume in a sense to show exactly uh, what worked. And then, yeah. And then from that, we just continued. We did the whole U S hospital tour, spent the first like year of our marriage on the road, serving others. Um, and then that's just continued to blossom and, and we honed in our craft, teamed up with fast cap, redid our yeah. whole music boxes, our portable recording studios and all this stuff. But yeah, so it's, 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 it's doable is what I'm trying to say. And that, um, I just encourage people to find ways to, um, you know, be creative with, with the skills and the tools that they're given. And yeah. I mean, the, the stuff that you have access to on your cell phone. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, that's what I, I, I edit every single video that I've done for, for Google, for children's cancer research fund, for big companies. I edit and film, uh, I, I don't, I film on a DSLR and then I edit it all yeah. on the phone. Really? Yeah. So that's, that's using, amazing. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, there are no excuses. Because uh, <laughs> uh, what, what you have access to on your phone, you can create. Uh, you just need to start. And uh, yeah. Wait, just, just what app did you use on your phone? I'm just curious for myself. Sure. There's an app. It's like underground that people don't know about that much. It's called Video Leap. And, okay. and it's basic, but how creative can you get with the tools that they give you? And that's, that's where I think is something really neat. You know, like how Paul Akers, he always says, um, you know, like be creative with, uh, you know, not with your wallet. It's like, you know, you, yeah. you're supposed to, you know, use your resources that you have in creative ways. And sometimes those limitations can do um, some powerful things. And so your cell phone is a prime example. It's like you have free access to these apps all over the place. Um, so how can you use those apps to not only help people, but help, help yourself provide, you know, uh, creating yeah. content, all, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, sorry for the rant, but there, there are two. No, that's, that's, how we rant. Up, that's how we teamed up with Google, right? I mean, they saw what yeah. we were doing because we were using free apps and free tools, uh, in such creative ways that they had never seen done before that that's why they ended up on team up. So I'm just trying to say uh, that there, there's hope there. So I scour the app store. I'm always looking and trying to get inspired. Of what can I use on these apps to do something special? Um, and especially yeah. for this population is where my focus is. Cause that's where I've had the most, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one connection with, especially with my mom's uh, yeah. 
So yeah, so sometimes it's like you almost have to take the things that cause the most pain and turn those into your passion. And I think that that can fuel a lot of, of the journey. So mm. yeah. So actually, do you know why kids in particular? And I mean, I think there's a lot of adults also, you know, suffering. Like, what 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 pulled you to kids more? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, because I'm I'm young, you know what I mean. And, and it was more like, you know, I've also worked with the adults. Um, I've I've helped, yeah. um, you know, dads and moms who are dying from terminal cancer. I've I've recorded their yeah. stories and helped them create things. Um, and it's heavy stuff. And and yeah. but, but for me, I just felt like I could bring my goofiness and uh, yeah. and skills to to the teens, to the youth, um, because that's where I have my pulse on, you know, like I'm in all the schools, nice. I'm in all these things. So that's just where it, it started from. Um, and I guess it's just like, you know, they, they start off like adults, they've lived their life, right. They've had a whole mm -hmm. lifetime. Some, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate cases regardless, but kids and teens, they're just getting started. And, yeah. and as hospital is a terrifying place. Um, and I think adults yeah, yeah, yeah. can handle it a little bit easier um, versus like a kid when you're in a situation where you have no control. Um, it's like, so we just get to give that control. And I think that that's where, yeah, it just, it just worked, but the same stuff can apply, you know, on, um, to adults, but yeah, helping, helping teens and kids be silly and create something. Um, I think that that's, that's especially, especially because, you know, like, Unfortunately, some of the kids that I work with, they do pass away. And, yeah. uh, and so knowing that we get to leave um, the family behind with, uh, like they get, to, they get to have an audio recording of their son or daughter that they can press play and hear them singing a silly rap song that they wrote and totally yeah. forget that they were in the hospital. Um, I think that there's something really, really special in that. and. Um, yeah so that's that's kind of where i stem from yeah because okay so you know when i see your sessions i i mostly see your goofiness right like i think the second video i saw was your boat shoe song which yeah. has been in my head for the past five <laughs> days which is fun and annoying at the same time you know exactly. but, um, but it's such a great song but um i mean your goofiness your happiness i, I love that but it, it there must be moments when you're in a room with the kids where it must be so hard. Um, can you maybe, can you maybe talk to that? Like how you, how you personally deal with that when you get to those situations? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that it definitely is hard and it definitely just rips your heart apart um, with some of this stuff that you, that I've, I've seen um, and that people deal with all the time in the hospital, right? I mean, nurses, doctors, all mm -hmm. this, that they see it. And um when I'm in there though, it's like you, that's your job. Your job is to bring the joy and just leave the rest at the door. Leave the bag. It's like, so my goal is to try to um, get in there and help a patient make a song, be goofy, be silly, but not in a weird way. Like help them yeah. create whatever they want to create. And, um, and then, and then it will hit you afterwards, but your goal is laser focused on you're just a kid doing, you know, you're in this situation, but I'm here to help, like cr help you create, help you make something. And, um, yeah. that's where the focus starts. But then as time goes on or after you leave, then, then the weight really hits you. But like an, yeah. a, an example <laughs> is, um, 
I was in this, uh, in this hospital. And again, things have changed because we can't go into the hospitals right now and stuff like that. So, um, this is just in the past, but there was a, a patient, uh, he was given, um, two weeks to live. Uh, and I arrived and brought, was brought into that room at his two week mark. So this was the day that he was supposed to, that he was told that he was supposed to be dead. And it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you supposed to work in a situation like that with the families all there? They're crying. He does, he's scared. Um, oh, and wow. you know, so, so something like that to put yourself in those shoes, uh, and to be very ginger in that situation and be very, you know, focused on what's happening. And, you know, so I'm in there with, with this patient and he, he has throat sores and stuff from the, from the chemo. So he couldn't really sing or anything. And, and so we're just sitting there chatting and, and just talking and I have the guitar and the, the portable recording studio is all light, lighting up and we just start talking. And, and then as soon as you find something that makes the, the, the person click, like something that they're really interested in. Uh, so he, he was super interested in tractors and it turns out he loves tractors and he knew everything about tractors and, and uh, especially this one in particular, it's the biggest tractor in the, in the world. It's called big bud. Yeah. And, uh, and so he wanted to make a country song about this, about this uh, tractor. So next thing you know, we're, we're making this epic country song. He's singing it with his family and the family couldn't believe that he was singing. They never heard him sing, you know, and, and, and he's going, even though he has like throat sores and stuff, we were able to get it and, and hear him sing. And, and, uh, and so in 24 hours, we turned around his cartoon music video and got it back to him, got other producers on it. We had other musicians uh, and, you know, and the hope is that he got to see it before, uh, you know, whatever ends up happening. So, um, so those are the kind of the situations that it just makes you very grateful for, you know, that you're alive and that you have this situation and that you have the opportunity to meet these kids and their families that are just, yeah, they, there's some incredible people that are going through these, these, these challenges. So, um, yeah. And do you have any, um, like for people listening, like when you, when you're either yourself going through that pain or for the people that are going through that kind of pain, do you have any kind of like tools and tricks? I hate, I hate putting it that way. Cause it sounds like you're learning a skill or something, which I don't know if it is, but do you have any advice on how to best deal with that from your experience? For, for, I mean, my thought would be for, for people who are maybe like are in a similar situation, my, my advice would be to, grab recordings, right? Create, create some type of, uh, like, you know, use your phone, capture some videos, uh, capture that audio, save a voicemail, you know, like all of those things matter. Um, and then, I mean, just tips for I mean, those situations. I don't know. I don't really have any. It's just giving, okay. putting your focus into someone like, you know, like when I'm in the, in the unit state, like I give my total and utter focus to you. And to what you're interested mm -hmm. in, it's not about me. It's not about anything I'm doing. It's just about what do you like? What do you want to create? And when you give that control, you're just there to be the kind of the person that helps make it happen. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful or not, but uh, yeah, just like that's that's actually super helpful. Spending time with the person and yeah, and just digging into their interests and then seeing what what you know, creating something with them. I think that there's something special uh, out of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I just want to ask one more thing, and I think then we should wrap up. And my question that I always last love asking at the end is, if you could put out a billboard for everyone in the world to see, and you could say a you know a sentence or two that people will remember forever, what would you what would you want to put out there? Uh, uh, I don't know. I I guess it would be the. It's kind of like a two parter. It would almost be like. I want people to be creatively resourceful. I, I, I think that there's so much stuff that can come from how do you think in situations when you don't have access to everything, how can you use what you have to make a big impact on your community, on the people around you? Because I think that's where the most good can come from is when yeah. people put that focus on that. So be creatively resourceful. And then the, the other is just like almost just, just do good. <laughs> like just I just two words. Something. Perfect. So that, that, that's about it. You know, like just, yeah. just see people for, you know, how, how you can make an impact and, and try to do that. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> that's great. Well, James, uh, it's been another, um, if people want to reach out to you just in general, what, uh, what, where would you advise them to go? Yeah, probably. I mean, Instagram is always the easiest. It's lad in a battle. Um, and yeah, you can send a message. You can see what we're up to. We're always doing some cool stuff. Um, you know, especially in these new times, like with the virus stuff that's happening, this is, it's, it's incredible to be able to give you an opportunity to be innovative and be creatively resourceful with what you have and, mm -hmm. and think outside the box. So, uh, we're doing some do really good. cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. Tie it all yeah. in. We've got the, the perfect remedy to a happy life and uh yeah so so yeah so instagram where it's at <laughs> yeah. awesome i'll put it in the show notes all right james yeah. it's been an honor thank you thank you and and uh, keep up the great work and uh, appreciate all your time cheers Guys, that was it already. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and thanks to James Arrigo for making it happen. I really hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, please share it with anyone that you think will find this interesting and enjoy it. Also, make sure to check out his Instagram at lad in a battle. And if you want to support his cause, just send him an email to ladinabattle at gmail.com. That is L-A-D-I-N-A-B-A-T-T-L-E at gmail.com. And furthermore, if you want to support me as well, just leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That would really help me. And follow me on the world of the Instagrams at yapioapp. That is at J-A-P-I-O-A-A-P. And also check out jamesmonocle.com, which will soon change its name to monoclemoments.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time.